0: We're alive. Alright. It's always a good thing. You never can tell if simulation or real. So, here we are. So, uh, we are going to continue our study. We are in the Kingdom of Christ is where we are at. And we are in a section where Christ talks about what Christ has to say about the Kingdom which is our second phase of the class basically. Uh, I am picking up where Chuck left off last week. And this is actually one of his slides. Um, I started out using your slides and it's like, oh, I'm going to add some stuff so I created my own slides and uh, you got a lot of slides left for next week. <laughs> you got a lot of slides left for next week. And I kind of overachieved. So well I don't know maybe I underachieved. I, I used three of your slides it was basically as far as I went. So just Matthew 11. So that's where we're at today is Matthew 11. It's uh, as far as we're going to go First 15 verses is all we're going to, all we're going to talk about today. So I found it interesting. If you find it interesting? Great. If you don't find it interesting, we got candy in the back. So, <laughs> um, Matthew 11 verses 1 through 3. When Jesus had finished instructing his 12 disciples, he went on from there to teach and preach in their cities. Now, when John heard in prison about the deeds of the Christ, he sent word by his disciples and said to him, "Are you the one who is to come, or shall we look for another?" So, why is it odd that John the Baptist would be asking if Jesus was the Messiah at this point in, in John's life? And what would lead him to ask that question? And we're a long ways in, and John's asking the question Are you the Messiah? Chuck <laughs> wants to answer his own question.
1: They've known each other for,
0: for their entire life. Plus some.
1: And John knows what he's done. As a matter of fact, when he was had people following him and his disciples, John's disciples said,
0: he This is the way it should be. Yeah. yeah. I'm with you. He's had his whole lifetime. John's been imprisoned. Uh, He sees the end coming for him, the martyrdom. Um, Yeah, part of that is I just need to know for sure, you know? And what would lead him to ask that question? Why would he even doubt?
1: (laughs) If he was
0: close to death, maybe he was a little afraid. You know, I wouldn't doubt that. He'd be a little afraid in prison and stuff. It's going to come at any time. Um, I don't know. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I can see that as a, being a common thing. As, as, as sure as he was, announced by an angel and all that stuff. I'm still, is this? Because he knew. He knew. So Christ gave me baptized by God. He says, I'm going to be baptized by you. He says, no. So all things
1: are done before so they need to be done. I'm
0: not even... Yeah, and I'm not fit to even carry your sandals. He knew. He knew. He knows. Uh, Coffman's got some interesting reasons. I'm gonna what will lead him to ask that question. I just put them here, Uh, and these kind of stack on each other. So John had been cast into prison, and Christ had made no move to free him. You know, if if he's the Messiah, hey, uh, don't forget about me. Don't forget about me here in prison. I can see that that mentality, right? He's been there a while. No motion's been made to get him out. He's suffering cruel and unjust persecution. Probably saw his up- approaching martyrdom, like we just talked about. Jesus' identity as the Messiah was not being proclaimed at that time with the dogmatic certainty which John Dallas expected. And this is probably one of the, the big things. Does Jesus really come out and say, far and wide, I'm the Messiah? I'm the Christ? Yeah. Or wherever he is? Jesus? He, he, he did it in a couple places. When he did it in Galilee, they tried to throw him off a cliff. Okay, he did it in Galilee and try to throw him off a cliff. Yeah. He
1: did it. He did it to the disciples directly, he did the woman in
0: Samaria. Woman in Samaria, the disciples. He, he did it
1: to mostly a targeted
0: group. Targeted group. The people that ask him or no, and he says, Don't tell anybody. He's still keeping it a secret. Marjorie? Well, I think it's interesting when, when the question
2: John asks is, or shall we look for another? And I can't help but wonder if maybe John is also asking for the benefit of those around
0: him. That could be. I, um, it could be that he's asking for the benefit of those around him. Because like this, he doesn't ask directly. He sends his disciples. So, yeah, I, you know, why not? That makes sense to me, too. Rob?
3: When uh, Jesus was comparing himself to the shepherd, and he was talking about how that there would be people that would come along and try to climb in over the fence or come in some other way, history tells us there were 67 or 62 rather people during the time of Jesus that claimed to be the Messiah, and it wasn't uncommon for somebody to be wandering around saying, "I'm it." Sure. And he, was, he had to point out that nobody can come to the Father except through me. This is the only way. I am huh? the only direct, the only way you're going to get that salvation is through me. And so he defended that. But at the same time, people would ask the question well, are you the one, or is it it's this other 52. guy over here? And so I think he, he definitely proved uh, the very last two verses. And in the Gospel of John talk about, there were many other signs that I could have put in here, but there's enough right here that you might believe, and by believing, you have that life, and that John approaches differently than any of the other ones. He starts out with the divinity of Jesus being the Word, Mm -hmm. and that that Word is kind of followed all the way through the Gospel of John, that the bread of life The Word, the water of life, the Word. Everything is is that that's the food you need and Jesus supplied that where all these other false messiahs didn't have it. Yeah. Yeah, I like that.
0: And reason 4 from Copeland, the reasons for Christ's reticence, which I had to look this up, not a word I use. Chuck, is this a Chuck word, reticence? About his messiahship could not have been clear to John. Anybody use this word this week? Reticence. No, John has. I
1: think means uh, something
0: like that. It, it's kind of like reservedness. It's apprehensive. apprehensive, yeah. So it's, it's what it is. He's why is he reserved? Why didn't he just make it clear? You know, and that's kind of what reticence means. It's why is he reserved about this kind of thing? So, anyways. I like big words. I uh, will not lie. It's, uh, sorry. Uh, I like big words like that. And the, and the meanings behind what it takes to get those. And, but I don't really like, sometimes it is just too much. Um, so, what do you think Jesus was so reserved about proclaiming Himself to be a Messiah? Uh, Luke 12.50 has got, I have a baptism to be baptized with, and how great is my distress until it is accomplished. You can see that he's, He fights with it Himself. Right. Huh?
3: You have noticed that every time he performs a miracle, don't tell anybody though. Yeah,
0: don't tell them, don't tell them.
3: He's on a time schedule. If they get ahead of themselves, he's not gonna be um, the Passover lamb. He's on that track. And I mean, he has the ability to perform these miracles that he can be in the middle of a crowd when they're gonna push him off the cliff and he just disappears. Yeah. How, how did that happen? Well, uh, he has that miraculous ability that nobody else has, but he keeps telling them, now don't go around because they're gonna come and take me and, and kill me before it's my time. And so I think what Jesus is trying to, to convey, it's not that he doesn't want anybody to know that he's the Messiah.
1: It's I'm not on a time that. schedule. It's God, that.
3: When the fullness of time came, yeah. God sent forth his son that that's the thing that you got to keep in mind when you read this that it makes perfect sense if you think about it in the in the plan that was foreknown before the foundations of the earth yeah. that this is going to happen just as I want it to you can't man can't stop that from taking place right because you know?
0: it, it changes the plan I, I know we see that here I know it, it work the same way it changes the plan Things don't go well. All right, so, so you just have to walk an narrow path, and Rob basically said the same same kind of thing right here. It's an AI-generated path, but anyways, it's a generated path. Have you ever seen paths like this? Have you ever been on a path like that? No, i probably avoided. it. you probably avoid it? Probably avoid it. <laughs> You're not going to go a little to the left, a little to the right of it? That's for sure. We were at the Continental Divide in uh, Colorado, and uh, They've got paths like this and you can do follows the continental vibe. And I've I've been on a few paths like this, a little bit of hike. It's a unique spot to be. Uh, it's, it's neat. Do you ever ride a bike on one? Right? No, you know, I always wanted to. Man, that, we went to ski resort, Jackson Hole, and that's one of the things in the summertime, they mountain bike down those things. And I wanted to do that, and I realized I'm probably really too old. Doing <laughs> We did walk it down, down the path, but I did not ride, mountain in But Oh, well, those grand teeth on like white Oh, they're huge. They're, they're, they're beautifully sharp, and uh, it, uh, the West is a, a grand place to be in those areas. So, as Jesus walks this path, if he conv- on the one side, if he can convince people of these the Messiah. The other side of the path is dispel- he has to dispel thoughts that he can take over the Romans. Okay. And this is the path. has the law. Why can't he do too much of this? Why can't he do too much of convincing people of these inside?
2: Ralph?
0: I
3: don't mean to will I do, I guess. Um, Jesus came to restore Israel. Um, that's talked about all over in the Old Testament. A remnant. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amos talks about, you, you know, that the shepherd's gonna get the lamb back, but he's only gonna get a couple of feet in uh, the that, air. <laughs> that's a pretty small remnant. <laughs> uh, but the bulk of the people are gonna reject him. And because he mainly talked to the Jews and the Hebrew people, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the Sanhedrin, all of them looked at Jesus as a threat to them. And you know, they all wanted to kill him and they were trying to conspire, now how are we gonna do this? And they constantly tried to trap him all the time. And he wasn't gonna get caught in their trap. And I think that, you know, he he's he's on this path, but it's one that God set before him. And so he's he's Yeah, it's it's a path that
0: we by God, and you're right, if he does too much on the convincing people he's a Messiah, the Sanhedrin and such, they're on top of him to kill him too early. And if you're the Messiah, what's the rumor of the time? The Messiah's gonna come do what? Establish a kingdom on earth. Establish a kingdom on earth. But there's already a kingdom, the Romans. So he convinces too many people to that he's really the Messiah, he's got a lot of power, and he's here to set up a kingdom. The Romans don't, they ain't going to take care of that. They're going to take care of it themselves, right? Squash him too early. So, too much to the left, he ends it. Same thing with this. If, if people think he's there to take over the Romans, I guess really that's where it goes, is he gets squashed too early. Right?
3: Here I go again. Uh, second, or first Samuel 8, when the Jews rejected G- uh, God as their king. God was ruling from heaven. Mm-hmm. He was their king. There was a kingdom, and he never intended for a physical kingdom to begin with. His he, he was there, they were there, his pe- they were his people, but his plan was to have the spiritual kingdom. And the Jews, if they read the Old Testament, which they didn't. They understood that there was another kingdom coming mm-hmm. and that it was going to be different from the old kingdom. And that's why uh, Nicodemus, you must be born again, that into the old kingdom you were born, whether you believed or not. You were born into that kingdom. In the new kingdom, everyone who is taught of God comes to God. That you, you were taught first and then born into the kingdom. It just flips the whole thing over. Yeah,
0: it different. How could Jesus openly proclaim himself to be the Messiah to the woman at the well? Chuck talked about her earlier, the woman at Samaria. And if you've been here the last two Sunday morning mornings, you've heard sermons about the woman at the well. Uh, one of the most taught things here, I think. Um, how could he proclaim himself to her yet return, retain his reserve where he's not telling everybody? Why is it different that he can tell her?
1: brought it up. She said, "We're still looking for the Messiah." And he was speaking, and they were they were talking past each other. You know, she's talking about water, physical water. He's talking about spiritual water. And that's when he basically answered her question, or the or the, the discussion, and it ended when he said, "I am He." When you see? I am He. Mm-hmm. And. I think it, for him it was, okay. It was time. It was time. Yeah. This woman is looking. She, she, she
0: needed that answer. He couldn't she leave her without answer. It. I agree. It was the time. He had to tell her. Um, her testimony wouldn't hold up in the court of law, though, just because of who she was. And again, he told somebody. It's like, eh, who are you going to tell? Remember, with the, piece the he wasn't going to go. His
1: brothers were teasing him. Yeah, go on down there, go, go to Jerusalem, go, go. And he said, I'm not going to go. He ended up going, but he said, my time is not here, which Rob was living to. Because it was Passover it would be the next big festival in Jerusalem that would be when, when he knew he was going to be taken. But he wasn't taken, he gave himself.
0: He gave himself. They thought they took him. And that's, that's part of the work here too, this whole deal. I mean, like I said, the Sanhedrin could kill him, but Dad, he wasn't killed. He gave himself. The Romans could kill him. They will not settle it, either. He gave himself. So, so neither one of those... Yeah, they didn't want
2: to kill him because the they'd
3: be, they, would, be <laughs> they would blame them for
2: killing
0: him. Right. <laughs> it, it doesn't... He can't give himself as a sacrifice if somebody takes his life... For sedition or something like that. Um, he commonly gives an answer like he does in Luke 23 3 to Pilate. Are you the King of the Jews? And he answers, you said so. He never says it in his own words when they could basically hold that against him. You know, he says it but he doesn't confirm it. And it's for his time, it's to avoid, keeps him on the path. Right? Mm-hmm.
3: that's the same thing same thing uh who, who tell him who sent sent him. i am mm-hmm. and that his divinity was there but how do you convey that to people that here's god on earth we still can't get our head around god to begin with we think in terms of well there's a throne He's sitting on this throne somewhere up there in heaven. Uh, he's got a right hand, I know that. He must have a seat at the bottom because he's sitting on it. Uh, his feet are the footstool. I mean, we have this image, mm-hmm. but it's all just a physical, that's all we can think about. We can't think in terms of spiritual because we're not in that realm here. We have to describe it in a physical sense and you know the face of god or whatever we come up with this and if we were trying to draw a picture of god what would it look like and so that's what jesus was having to do was show people that i am here for this reason i could stop it all if i wanted to it
0: okay. he's got a, a path.
3: the blood of the bulls and goats rolls forward and when you think about how much that was there's a point where it talks about how Solomon when he does uh, he, uh, des- <laughs> he dedicated the temple how many ox or bulls and sheep were uh, slaughtered mm-hmm. you think about that number and they would have to kill one animal or two animals second in order to get through that pile by the time that happened it was an exaggerated number but still when you think about hundreds of years of sacrifices I mean it's, yeah it's mind blowing when you think about it, that didn't take away sin.
0: no just as what well, his sacrifice alone. marjorie so go next to the, the first question okay about
2: her as that vessel to bring in people from that community that otherwise, you know, if you were to go marching in there and say, this is who I am, they're not going to listen to them. But you have this woman come who, you know, granted has, has some history, but she's one of them. She's in that community,
0: and she's able to draw them out. And yeah, it reaches a whole different crowd. Yeah. It does. Yeah. It does. But you're right, I mean, if he, he stood there and said the Messiah, that whole crowd may have looked at him as you're here to punish us, exactly. push us away. Yeah. So, Rob.
3: Which she's, I think, summarizes what Jesus's mission was. I'm here to seek and save the lost. All right.
0: Sure, sure. That, that's an aspect of the dirty church is a thing that I've, I've talked about several times too. Sometimes it's uh, not sometimes. That's the people that we're really trying to reach. So, um, yeah, we talked about this already. Um, the usual hall. I mean, for sedition, sedition is the conduct or speech inciting people to rebel against authority or state of monarch. And you could see that kind of thing. If he said he was the Messiah, you didn't cite that kind of thing, or, or at least think you are, or they would think he is. So moving on to verse four in Matthew 11, and Jesus answered them, "Go and tell John what you hear and see." I got the wrong question on there. Um, Anyways, that's right. Anyways, ignore the question part of it. (laughs) I got it go right here, didn't right? I got, still don't have it on there. What do I do? Anyways, really, the answer is. Um, it says, "Go and tell John what you hear and see." If you use the King James version, it says Jesus answered and said to them, "Go and show him again." Um, Kaufman's commentary had a song lyrics, and I would have thought I'd heard this song, sang this song, but I don't remember it when I listened to it on YouTube. Tell me the old, old story. Not tell me the old story, but tell me the old, old story. You want really know that song? Do you really? You know that song? The lyrics were cool. Tell me the story slowly, that I may take it in. That wonderful redemption, God's remedy for sin. Tell me the story often, for I get it so soon. The early dew of morning has passed away at noon. So, say John already knew the answer. But He's wanting to make sure, and if you use King James Version, which I don't know that it appears anywhere else in later translations, but it says, tell them again. Tell them again what you see and hear. So what have the disciples seen and heard? What have they seen and heard? Verse 5, the blind receive their sight, and the lame walk. Lepers are cleansed, and the deaf hear. And the dead are raised up, and the poor have good news preached to them. And blessed is the one who is not offended by me."
3: Saw, heard, and handled, and giving it to us
0: that we might know by having faith in what they tell us. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the deal with evangelism, the good news. What's it done for me? What have I seen? How do I know it's true? How do I share that with somebody else? It's what I've seen and what I heard. You know, it's the Bible, but what makes it mine? And that's what they've seen. You know, it it tells them. You've seen the blind receive their sight. You've seen the lame walk. Lepers are cleansed. The deaf hear. The dead are raised up. The poor have good news preached to them. They've seen and heard it. Go back and tell it. Did the disciples of John do miracles? They didn't. John 10, verse 40 through 42. They went away again across the Jordan to the place where John had been baptizing at first, and there he remained. And, uh, and many came to him and they said, John did no sign, but everything that John said about this man was true. And many believed in him there. So, I didn't know that, but the fact of disciples of John didn't do miracles, but they have now seen these miracles. So, they go back and tell what they've seen. And those words In particular, like he says, the answer isn't, yes, I'm the Messiah. Yes, I'm the one that I've always said I am. Yes, I am the one that you were told I am. His answer is, go tell John what you heard and saw. This stuff. Is it enough? Rob and I were talking about this a little bit earlier. The Old Testament scholars would know the Old Testament. Kind of like you would know a song lyric or a special catchphrase. Right. I mean, there's certain song lyrics. If I say them, you pretty much know the song, right? I don't know which song I'd pick to say that, but what's what's it? Jesus loves me. Jesus loves me. Everybody knows that song. Wow. We're not going to do like Young Man. Uh, what's that? I don't even know the rest of the words for the YMCA, right? But you know the song as soon as it starts playing. Rob. Well, just
3: the opposite.
0: Yeah. And so you've got the two groups of
3: people, there's going to be certain people that are going to see what Jesus does and believe it, and then you got the other people over there, that no matter what you say, they're not going to believe it, and you'll find out has the same effect on people today, you could have a class with somebody and say, you know, here's what the Bible says, I don't believe
0: it. Mm-hmm. And this is... Well, the- this is enough for both sides. It's enough for the believer, but it's code for the non believer, right? It slips under the radar. So it points it like this Isaiah 35, 5 through 6. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened, and the ears of the deaf unstopped. Then shall the lame man leap like a deer, and the tongue of the mute sing for joy. He checked four of those boxes in what he told Jesus, John's disciples. Checks another box, Isaiah 61.1, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty of the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound. The Lord has anointed me. These all point to that second line right there. Yeah, this is me. It's secret code. Chuck? He didn't say anything about that. Nothing about that. was He's helping the bottom. What was in the Old as far
1: as what who would bring?
0: Yeah.
1: Would bring salvation to everybody?
0: He's definitely not doing that. Yeah.
1: But we as we went through it earlier when we studied it, a lot of people could interpret it to different
0: things. Mm-hmm. Sure. Rob?
3: I always think of you know the Jews said if we'd have lived back during the time of the prophets, we wouldn't have been guilty of killing the prophets and Jesus told them in in, uh, Matthew 23 uh, that the blood of the martyrs are on you all the way from here to here that that you would have done that but as he leaves Jerusalem and he travels across the valley and up onto the mountain and he's looking back at Herod's temple on the other side and it wasn't going to be very long until the 10th legion of Rome was in that very spot But he looks over in Matthew 24 and uh, was it, verse uh, 14 Well, 12. Anyway, it says, the good news is that temple is going to be destroyed. And you think to yourself, that's good news if you're a Jew? I came to tear that down. Mm -hmm. And that, I mean, had to be, how could they accept that? because the good news to the poor, you know, the good news is you're going to inherit the land, not the dirt, but there's another land that you're going to inherit. And so the poor aren't going to, you know, like, uh, I had some Jehovah's witness friends that said, you know, when we're brought back, we're all going to get a mansion to live in here on earth. And, you know, it's like, I'm going to live in Bill Gates' That's all right. That's all right.
0: And verse 6 it says, Blessed is the one who's not offended by me. This wasn't in the prophecies from Isaiah. That's the message he sends back to John. Blessed are you because you're not offended? I mean, he's still looking. So that's, you know, and that's, I guess, comforting news to John. Moving we on verse 10, Psalm 7. As they went away, Jesus began to speak to the crowds concerning John. So, As John's disciples go away, he starts talking to the crowd about uh, John the Baptist. What did you go out into the wilderness to see? A reed shaken by the wind? So if John the Baptist was a reed shaken by the wind, what kind of man would he be? The wind blows this way, he leans this way. The wind blows this way, he goes this way. Not a great guy, not the, not the kind of guy that would be... Wishy-washing. Wishy-washing, not something that would deliver a firm message that you could stand on. So, yeah. Rob?
3: Matthew 3. Okay. Uh, what was it, verse 4, when he's talking about how the axe is already laid at the lip, the, the consuming fire that is coming with judgment? Mm-hmm. Sure. And he played into it far. And so he wasn't
0: that he, didn't, wishy-washy. he wasn't wishy washy like this.
3: Well, you know, okay,
0: was, yeah. And continues to describe Job, what did you go and go out to see? A man dressed in soft clothing? Behold, those who wear soft clothing are in king's houses. So if they gone to see John, we know he's wearing camel hair. I can only imagine how scratchy that is. Anybody ever touch camel hair? Such an elephant hair. So, if he wore, if he was wishy-washy and he wore the soft clothing that's only available in kings' houses. Apparently, the more, the better the clothing, the softer it is. I hear, but who knows? I apparently don't wear those clothes. Um, he's kind of a sellout at that point too, right? And that's not who John is. He's not a sellout. He's not looking for political gain or whatever. Then what did you see? What then did you go out to see a prophet? Yes, I tell you, and more than a prophet. This is he of whom it's written, "Behold, I send my messenger before your face, who will prepare your way for, before me." Malachi 3:1. John the Baptist is the first messenger. Behold, I send my messenger, and he will prepare the way for me. And the Lord whom you seek will suddenly come to his temple. And the messenger of the covenant in whom you delight, behold, he is coming. Says the Lord of hosts, Jesus. If John's the first messenger, Jesus is blank and blank. He's yeah, you know, he really is the second and last. I didn't think about that, but yeah, he's the, he's the second messenger. He's the messenger of the covenant. He's also Lord. So, which we'll take that as last too, right? There's no other Lord, more Lord than Lord. So, so yeah, that's where. So, if John the Baptist is the first messenger. Jesus would be the Lord, and he's the messenger of the second, the new covenant. Um, 11. Truly I say to you, among those born of women, there has arisen no one greater than John the Baptist. Yet the one who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven. I suffered violence and the violent take it by force, for all the prophets and the law prophesied until John, and if you are willing to accept it, he is Elijah who is to come. He who has ears, let him hear. So why is John the Baptist, why was John the Baptist greater than all messengers before him? Last one is closest to Jesus.
1: He's the one who said, This is him. Here's John. Here he you know, it's basically that. He he introduces
0: him. He doesn't just say in the future. He's, he introduces him. So he gets a he gets a role like that. Was John the Baptist in the kingdom of Christ? Kingdom of Christ doesn't happen until the day of Pentecost. So he's not in the kingdom, he's not in that kingdom. Why are the least in the Kingdom of Christ greater than John the Baptist? Because they are. How about that? Uh, because their sins are forgiven? Because they are in Christ? You know that is the difference that John didn't quite get in. And that is why that phrase is there, yet the one who is least in the Kingdom of Christ, Heaven is greater than He. Um, What is violence? What is the violence that the kingdom of heaven faced since the day of ministry of John the Baptist? Verse 12 it talks about the kingdom of heaven has suffered violence since the days of John the Baptist. What would that violence be? The suppression of the truth. The of the truth I like that answer. That's a that's a good answer. Those who Questioned the truth; those who sought to suppress the truth. Um, Typically, we see the Sanhedrin, the Pharisees, the scribes. They would be part of that. They tried to tear it down before it happened. So, Rob. Well, you probably got Malachi
3: four. Uh But uh, if you read Malachi four, Elijah, uh, he's going to sin, but there's this conflict that's gonna happen. You've got the Jews, the Sanhedrin, uh, the leadership, they're all gonna oppose Christianity. Mm -hmm. Paul is gonna travel and put Christians to death. I mean, that was was who was the enemy of Christianity was the Jews. Mm -hmm. And they sought to bring all of it to an end because it was a threat to them. And so the beginning of this is going to be, well, we've got to take care of this enemy. Mm -hmm. And I think you'll find that the the, uh, Old Testament, especially uh, like in Daniel 12, everybody tries to figure out the numbers and everything, but when God's people are shattered, there's your answer right there as to when this is going to happen. Uh, When God's people are uh, brought low, this is the Jews who were God's people, but are no longer God's people. And, yeah. and when they're dealt with, then you have this this uh, uh, fulfillment of all that prophecy that's talking. About.
0: Well, we can see the servant John the Baptist. John the Baptist proclaims Jesus. That's when this picks up. Um, and we, and was, that was where I was going with. Chuck had a question that was very similar. That was ex- the only thing I even saw. Um Kaufman quotes McGarvey. McGarvey talks about the gates of Christ's kingdom were not open till the day of Pentecost. The men, hearing it was about to be opened, sought to enter it prematurely, not by the gates which God would open, but by such breaches as they themselves sought to make its walls. And I didn't see that coming, I'll be honest with you. So some of the stuff that he talked about, feeding the five thousand at the end of that says they take him by force to make him king. So they tried to prematurely change the timeline. We've already talked about this a little bit. Some of the people try to change the timeline, make it happen their way. Mother James and John, she asked Jesus for something, make them sit at the right hand, the left hand. They try to change it. House of Zacchaeus, Matt's going to talk about Zacchaeus today. Um, they supposed that the kingdom of God was going to appear immediately because he had said, For the Son of Man came to seek, oh, today salvation has come to this house. Some of these things, people try to push it to be what it wasn't. Even Acts 1, verses 6 through 7. So, one chapter early, they were still asking. So, when they had come together, they asked, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? He said, It's not for you to know the times or seasons that the Lord has fixed by his own authority. So, there's still people, even, you know, I I know it's timeline. You're one chapter before it happens. The Pharisees should have seen it. And that's really where I think part of this goes to. They're part of that that violence. They are part of that tearing it down. And they should have seen who He was. They should have seen all the clues. He finishes that off with verse 15, He who has ears, let him hear. Chuck? You saw
1: just prior to this, I talked about this last week, when Jesus healed someone. I think it was And He had the two groups. He had the Jewish leadership and the Jewish rank and file, lack, lack of a better word. And the rank and file were amazed at all these things were being done, they'd never seen it before. And the rank and file said, and the leadership said, oh, he did it by the
0: devil. Just one saw, one group saw, and the other group didn't see it at all. Doesn't see it. And they can do little stuff to tear, tear down it down bit by bit. Um, uh, first it's the first is just scene, John the Baptist's birth was announced, and Zacharias. They knew the whole there's a whole lot of stuff that goes with it. But anyways. Um fairness off. He who has ears let him hear. So that's as we look at the kingdom. Jesus talks about it, he's talking about it in code. He's not just real I'm here as a Messiah. Rob? Right. No.
3: And that goes back to 1 Samuel. Yeah, so they're tearing it down piece by piece that way.
0: Bulletproof vest. Bulletproof vest.
3: That's not a, what our, our weapons are all about. No. We're, we're in a spiritual world. What comes
2: to mind is, and forgive me, I, I don't remember the, the book or the, the chapter, of course, but where early on in the Old Testament where um, God reveals himself and, and the verse goes something like, he wasn't in the earthquake, he wasn't here, he was in the wind, and and I guess. When I think about that and think about, you know, God's not coming out, you know, beating his chest, saying, here I am. He's in those subtle, softer tones. And so as we're talking about why didn't Christ just say, here I am, my mind keeps going back to how the Lord revealed himself in those early days. And in that one passage, that's all, just a thought.
0: It's a, it's a choice, and that's where it is, is the hearing and the seeing. Exactly. So. All right, well, thank you all.